All right, all right, all right. This is Ross, and uh, welcome back to another episode of Fruit Talk. We should pretty much just name this episode Fig Talk because we're going to be talking about figs. Sorry, also not sorry. Um, and you guys know how this the spiel goes, right? Podcast style video, talk about fruits and vegetables every Wednesday night, nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. We basically something new happened in the fig world, and at least it's it's new for it's new for everybody. But it's been nice because there hasn't been a whole lot of new to me recently. And new and interesting, new is always interesting. Let's just say that. And you know, it's not like there's nothing left to learn. It's just that there's nothing really new that's going on. A lot of people are kind of. I think stuck in the hobby. Maybe, you know, a lot of people are learning, but I don't know. At least for me, I feel a bit stuck. I don't feel a bit, uh, you know, I'm not gaining knowledge at the rate that I was gaining knowledge, let's say this time last year. So um, we're kind of hitting a road bump, right? You get something, you get good at something. Um, it becomes more and more difficult to learn and get better at that particular thing. You know, <clears throat> tennis is a great example. I've been playing tennis for a long time. There's a point in which you definitely takes you a while to learn the sport and you almost hate the sport. <laughs> I mean, you just do. You really don't like tennis until you really can play at a basic level. Once you learn how to play the game and it becomes fun, it becomes really awesome. And you get that passion, you get that drive. Then things start to really take off. And the rate in which you learn and you get better is pretty quick. Um, then you hit a point, you hit a wall, really. You hit multiple walls. You just keep hitting these walls. How do you get past the wall? It's difficult, man. There's got to be something new. There's got to be something that you can change and um, really observe, I guess, in the world of figs. What is it that I'm going to observe? Because the information mostly is out there. You know, I've had some original ideas. There hasn't been too many original ideas because a lot of it's a lot of it's out there. You know, it's just rediscovering what's out there and figure out what's right and what's wrong. Um. So this is new in the fig world, and my camera just it seems like it keeps dropping slowly but surely. Is just I'm not sinking, guys. I think it's gonna drop. All right, for all my listeners out there, there is a uh, video format on YouTube for anyone that's listening on iTunes or. Spotify, wherever you guys are listening, just know that my cheap Logitech webcam is not going to cut it anymore, I think. But something new, you know, keep not to keep you guys in suspense, is that uh, Paolo Bologna in Italy, which is one of the most respected growers in the world, definitely in, in, uh, in Italy, um, he has a large... Um, area that he grows figs in that's dedicated I guess for figs I, I don't know I've never been there but he has an open house every year you can stay there uh, he has 
Mm. He has a huge genetic diversity on his property. It's not just figs. He has huge genetic diversity. That's like his big thing. He loves genetic diversity. He loves preserving. He has 700 fig varieties um, that he maintains. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money, a lot of time, uh, a lot of care has to go into this. And so what he does is he kind of monetizes that to keep that afloat. And, of course, he enjoys a great life at the same time. Um, I'm very envious of him. So he's got many varieties throughout Italy that he's preserved. and um, It's a huge collection. Very rarely do we get a, a great glimpse into his collection. He does have a, a Facebook page and Instagram, and uh, that's mostly it. He's not really a part of any community. It's hard. It's hard to even get in contact with the guy. You know, um, I've never spoken to him personally. You can go there and visit him, and that's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> um, but his collection, the last two years, has been sort of a. Uh, We've gotten some nice glimpses into his collection over the last two years because a guy named Sylvan, um, who's into figs, has been to his opening, his open day, I guess you could call it, his tour day, where they document and present the many, many fig, fig varieties that are available on that particular day, um, which is incredible, which is awesome super um so i'm you know to even know i don't even know i didn't even know years ago what the what the guy grew you know it was really difficult i think he has some sort of a book or some kind of an ex excerpt somewhere in a book that i've seen a photo of i wouldn't even call it a book i wish the guy would write a book um but yeah, he, he has uh, all these photos now that have been made available. And I've for two years now, I've uploaded them to my Google Photos because this is just incredible information that should be documented somewhere. And uh, I will keep it, obviously. So going through his varieties last year and this year and some of the things you can gather from his Facebook page and you get an idea of what he really likes and what he's talked about. Uh, you get an idea of really when some of the varieties even ripen as well. And I've mentioned in other videos, uh, maybe even I think a couple episodes of Fruit Talk at this point, or Fig Talk, where we've mentioned some of the varieties that he really loves that are early. He actually is on a sort of a mission to find early varieties, believe it or not. He's not, um, that's part of his goal is to find an early really a number of early varieties that would do well and even poorer conditions in Italy. Um, maybe that's not his exact words, but he's definitely said something along those lines at some point. And uh, some of them that are really early is things like the San Baggio, uh, the Paradiso, the uh, Neruccio de Elba, the Pastelliere. Um, I've gone over this particular thread. The, even the uh, a fig that he calls Bosniaco, 
Um, there's Fico Secco, which is Moro de Caneva. Um, and he, he basically has posted about this, and I've pretty much for the most part, with the exception of maybe a small handful of varieties, have I've acquired. I've acquired almost all of them, which is kind of incredible because I've never spoken to the guy. I don't know how you even um, can get some of his varieties. It's it's nearly impossible. But he has, of course, spread them around to different people. Even if you go there, you can take cuttings. He'll let you take cuttings. Um, but you know, getting them in the, into the United States, obviously, that's a whole different thing. It's a whole different story. So. Um, it's amazing, really, that I even have the majority of the varieties that I'm looking for from him. And going through all these photos of last year and this year, you really just get the sense that there's some incredible genetics out there, and I already have most of them. That, to me, is something. You know, that is... Uh, that really goes a long way for me, I think. That's a really awesome realization because, you know, there's, there is a lot of varieties that just keep popping up. There's a lot of unknowns still in the U.S., especially in California, and people keep finding them. And there are plenty of unknowns in, in Europe. And But in terms of, you know, what is in people's collections throughout the world, large collections um, of growers like myself who are growing many, many varieties throughout the world. Out of those varieties that are in collections, you know, I have sorted through or have the best of the bunch. Um, so that was a great realization. But the new little aspect of this is that there really is some beautiful, beautiful figs that he he has and there's some worth still hoping for that they eventually make them themselves in the United States I was lucky enough to find a couple of them that really not many people have um, which at some point obviously they're gonna I'm gonna have to make them available to people more available to people um, I've yet to fruit some of them which is uh, kind of the unfortunate part uh, my friend Mario has quite a bit of them um, but let's see here. This is a fig I always I thought was quite interesting because there's a San Pietro that's a black fig, and there's the white version of San Pietro. And it seems like this one's really beautiful, worth having. But I've also seen photos of this that really look a lot like a Dalmatie. It actually looks a lot like Dalmatie, which is kind of strange because some of them are showing very different shapes and yeah, I don't know exactly what to think with that one, but that one really stuck, stood out to me. This is one that I may have, actually. Someone had traded this one with me, um, and it, it it didn't... It was actually supposed to be something else. I had... Uh, um, actually was trading with them for a different variety. Ended up, somehow, it seems like, getting this one. And I can't really confirm that just yet the whole thing's been a bit strange but this one's supposed to be real good and it looks real good and it but it does look a lot like a green ishia to me of course you got the San Baggio. looking forward to this fig um, in future years 
it's taking its time definitely to mature. I finally have something maybe that I can give to people um, or trade with. Definitely can't sell it just yet as I haven't fruited it. Um, Rosa striato I always thought was an interesting fruit worth growing, but um, as far as I know, it needs pollination. This is one that really stood out to me quite a bit is a fig called Rosetto. And that teardrop shape, that celeste shape, really goes a long way here in this climate. So you could really, just by observing this fig and really knowing nothing else about it, you could make a pretty good guess that this is going to do well here. It does have some cracks in it, which is not a good sign. So it probably won't dry on the tree, but, you know, that's a really nice fig smaller size I'm sure it's got great flavor um, some of them of course there that one is drying up a bit but I imagine it probably isn't gonna be the best here's Rosalino again I got this one it's been amazing actually a huge surprise at how great that fig is at drying the amazing flavor that one uh, produces this is one that I'm gonna trade for try to find this winner is a fig called Portugalo. And there's a number of figs with the name Portugalo, like Lunga or Lung, Lunga di Portugalo. That's LDA, long to do. This is a very different fig. It's flat, it's small, closed eye. I think it's earlier to ripen or at least mid season. Clearly looks very tasty. Um, I did, although at one point, think this was very similar, and it probably is very similar to, uh, you know what, I think that is why I don't have this fig, is that I did have it at one point, but I realized it's very similar to Sal's Corleone, to um, Sicilian Red, and and uh, Columbaro Nero is really the the right name the original name for this fig maybe it portugalo is the original name um this is a fig that i have a number of them because i have extremely high expectations for it it's called pisoludo now i've heard and seen random bits of information about a, a pisoludo nero uh, that one seems interesting i'd love to see if i can find that one who knows if I ever will. But this is the Blanca version, the white version. And, uh, oh God, what do I call it? Blanca. <laughs> Man, I don't even, I am have a preference for Blanca over white nowadays. But this is an incredible fig. I knew it going in before seeing this photo, but now seeing this photo, it just, it all makes sense. This, without a doubt, is going to be a very high-quality fig here. Um, dries well. You can see it up there. It's drying. Um, it's got, obviously, great flavor. It's beautiful. It's got minimal cracking, closed eye, the right shape, the right size. It's a perfect fig. This one also seemed a bit interesting, but I'm not putting too much stock into that one. And this one, 
I thought was something that everybody in the fig community should see. Because this right here is a hardy Chicago. That's what that is. That is a very well-ripened. Um, a lot of them are dried or, or shriveled up right there. That's a hardy Chicago type. Whatever it is. It's called Narita. Now, what is the original name for hardy Chicago? We don't know. Could this be one of the original names? Uh, possibly. Who knows? This one has been impressive. I've seen photos of it now two years in a row. This one seems great. It's called Nura Chiata. I would love to find this fig. It's not in the United States. This one, Rosetta. Um, Rosetto, I'm sorry, is the name of it. To my knowledge, they're not in the United States. Uh, even Narita, Pasuda. Um, but this one, it's got a different look to it. Obviously different colored skin, great shape. Kind of has a similar shape to uh, a uh, Grease de Saint Jean. Different colors. Um, very similar shape. Even the stem to a Grease de Saint Jean. That's kind of interesting. Even the, the, the pulp looks quite similar too. Naruchiolo de Elba. Um, Sylvan, by the way, the guy who has posted all these photos on Facebook, he made them public for a couple of years now. He mentioned for a number of years that his favorite every since he's gone is the Naruchiolo de Elba. Well, obviously, it's an amazing, amazing fig. Uh, easily my number two. It's my number two fig here. And Pastelier is another one we'll get to that he recommends um, that he really, really liked Sylvan. But Paulo Maloney has been cited. He has cited. He's <laughs> He has said publicly that Pastelier, if he could only choose one variety, it would be Pastelier. This is a fig I do have as well. And it seems to really need to ripen for a long time. For that reason, I'm not too hopeful. Uh, I'm not too keen on this one. Um, it probably has some pretty good drying capabilities, so maybe that's what inevitably it could be used for, but it's going to have a very long hang time. And if it's got that long hang time, it's going to be tough. It's a tough sell. Melanzana Blanca, potentially a different strain of LDA. I'd love to find these different strains because what you'll see here, here's actually LDA right here. It's quite similar, but is it the same? I don't know. Is it worth having both? Is it is one better than the other? I don't know. I don't know. That fig looks interesting. He's got a couple figs though, like again, a number of them with the name Ignoto. So I don't know what's going on here. Why a couple of the varieties have the same name. Grease de Saint Jean. Beautiful, beautiful fig. I really hope to find one that does well here because um, there's many strains of this fig, many names. 
One of them will be king, that's for sure. This is a Violette de Bordeaux. It's called Granato, interestingly enough. Maybe that means pomegranate? Or acid or something? I wonder what Granato means in Italian. But this definitely, to me, looks like a Violette de Bordeaux. Smaller shape. Um, yeah. This fig looks interesting too. Gianchi de Rio. But you got to pick your battles here, you know. This one seems like it, it could spoil as it is even in his climate. Um, it looks like certain the parts of the fig are getting damaged in, in some way. Here's one actually that I do have as well, which is very, very rare. It's called Fauné. F-O-N-N-E. And I don't know how a friend of mine even got this fig, but I'm 99% sure it is the same one that Paulo has directly from his line somehow. I don't know how he got it, where he got it, but again, it's amazing just how some of these figs travel, how some of them get into the into the United States. And um, you got to believe, based off of this photo, it's a beautiful, beautiful fig. It's got to taste incredible. It's going to perform well here. Look at that. You know, minor cracking, very closed eye, the right shape, the right size, everything about it. Looks great. This looks like an interesting white fig as well. This one worries me a bit because you can see here on this one, it's got these little indents on it. You can see them here, these little spots almost. This is kind of like the fig molding or like fermenting or not doing its thing right, having some susceptibility to something. I've seen that in some of my figs on occasion. It's not good. That's not a good sign um, of definitely a healthy variety. Fica Nera. This one kind of reminds me of Pastelier. We'll get to Pastelier in a second. This one's also an interesting little figure. Fiaschetta Lunga di Campanola. Here's the Daloso. Farrarone, which is... Um, Definitely a great choice for people in shorter seasons, less ideal climates. This one's grown in, in um, definitely less ideal climates. The classic Dotado, Dotado Nero. This is one that is in the United States. Um, 
need to find this one. I don't know who's got it. I don't know who's ripened it, but this is one that I'm going to try to look for this winter. We'll get to... Uh, he's got the cold in arms. Some of these figs don't look all that great, as you probably have noticed. And I think a lot of it has to do with just preserving. Also, which for the which of the figs is cut open, which of them are not? You know? Um, Bosniaco. This is a, basically a white Marseille. Underrated fig. And maybe the Bosniaco has some good characteristics. I'd be interesting I'd be interested to grow it. This is also an interesting little uh, white fig here as well. Good colored pulp, good drying capabilities, closed eye, good shape, good size. Balone. This is a fig that really isn't talked about at all. It should be. It's one of the best varieties in the world. Barbarella. This actually looks pretty interesting too. Kind of almost like my Verdino del Nord. Asprina. This is another one that looks quite interesting. I added this one to my wish list that maybe at some point this will enter the United States. I doubt it, but um, you never know. And then here's the king. Pastelier. Very blue. I mean, that's that's as blue as it gets, is it not? In terms of figs. Um, there's been a discussion recently on growingfruit.org. Um, I also got a chance to talk to Harvey. And Harvey had just mentioned to me that he actually thought that unknown pastelier was just pastelier. And uh, the unknown pastelier, for anyone that's doesn't know about this fig, uh, this is a fig that John, John Verdict at Figs for Fun had found. And he wasn't sure what it was. He originally thought it was pastelier. Then he wasn't sure. And then he just stuck with the name unknown pastelier. But uh, this fig really got a lot of popularity because it was dropping quite a bit. And people thought, well... It's an amazing fig. Let's just grow it in a place that has the fig wasp. If we grow it there, it's probably not going to drop. And it's going to taste amazing. It's really one of the best figs I've ever eaten to date. It's incredible. The berry flavor on that variety is nuts. Now, everything about this variety, the unknown pastillier, lines up perfectly almost with pastillier um even with the fig wasp it still tends to drop about 70 75 percent of the crop harvey had mentioned but he still gets quite a bit of them to eat he was saying um really interesting because i have always been of the opinion that there are different many different strains of pastelier as it is a very popular fig in Europe that has spread itself around and of course changes have happened like Celeste 
like Hardy Chicago. Um, there's like Verdino del Nord. There's so many varieties like this out there, guys. Moro de Caneva is another one. Um, so it just kind of goes to show that there's going to be one that's superior. And I actually believe this probably is the most superior one, is this Pastillier Paulo strain or a European really legit source of Pastillier. And it probably needs some time to really mature and get itself going. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just don't get that with this fig. Um, this is... Sorry guys, I'm getting a little introverted here. Really draining my energy here. <laughs> um, as interesting as this is to me. But um, for sure the Pastelier has been one of those figs that has obviously been amazing. And I've been trying to find as many strains of it as possible to find the best one. And make that one be available to people. And... Uh, there's definitely, I would argue, and I know uh, a friend of mine named Rom, he kind of mentioned this, and uh, I sort of piggybacked off of this, where there's the idea that's been in, in circulation now for a while. Um, I think even Condit has written about it, and maybe Ison, but there's the idea of par uh, partial parthenocarpy meaning that they're only partially self-fertile or only partially will produce fruits. Um, maybe even portions of the fig will not properly ripen. You know, as the fig is a flower, an inverted flower, and there's many flower parts and sometimes something just goes haywire, you know. Certain varieties, for whatever reason, just don't get that full pollination effect and uh, with the fig wasp or even without the fig wasp regardless and of course if there's different strains of pastelier they're gonna have different degrees of that partial parthenocarpy or maybe none of it at all maybe it'll be perfect which is really what I was looking for was to find one that didn't drop to find one that had amazing flavor there's other growing characteristics about these pastelliers that are really quite different, quite interesting. The one from Rain Tree doesn't produce all that well unless you had it for a long time. Uh, mine's getting up there in age and it's starting to produce well. It's starting to hold on to its fruit and it will eventually hold on to its fruit. The issue becomes is this really the legit original pastelier that is from Europe? Um, you know, a lot of people have complaints. Other people don't. It's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy. And I'll just skip on real quick because here's Uban, which is exactly a pastelier type. I have this one as well. Um, but look how different it is than the other pastelier, at least in terms of the colors, right? With the shape, the pulp, the void, maybe even the flavor. Quite different.
or the I should say the same. So it's interesting, and, and uh, we're gonna find out. We have really five or six pastelier types of different strains, different sources, whatever. And then of course you got the Fico Seco, which uh, is ripening here reliably early. Great fig, dries well. Commercial variety. One of my favorites in my top five. I've got it. Goes by many names. Moro de Caneva. And you can easily tell with this one because it ends up having a lip. When the fig is not ripe, it usually has a long stem. It's got an elongated shape. Classic, classic shape here. Cavalieri. What a beautiful fig that is. Wish I had the right climate for it. Marangiana. This is an interesting variety that I hope to one day ripen. I don't know which one I have because there's quite a few. Even this fig here looks like Pastelier. So really just strange. And this is the third Ignoto <laughs> that I've seen on these photos. So weird. But yeah, guys, that is sort of it for this episode of Fruit Talk. That's really what I wanted to chat about is Paulo's varieties. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I hope that you guys are staying safe, happy, healthy. You guys are growing some nice figs this year. My buddy Dom, shout out to Dom. He uh, just ripened his first figs in years. He's been watching my videos for years and just ripened his first ones. All because he got himself a new property. He bought himself a house with his wife. He's got kids and we went over there the spring and helped him create a garden. We planted all these figs for him. And uh, he's loving it. He's loving every minute of it. He sent me a text. Beautiful text. Shout out to Chris as well. I know you're watching out, out there, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Um, shout out to all my fig friends, too. Got a lot of fig friends, man. Um, shout out to all the viewers, all the Patreon subscribers. Appreciate all you guys. Check out the blog, guys, figboss.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, our YouTube channel. Consider becoming a Patreon subscriber, leaving us a review on iTunes. Whatever. Thank you guys so much for watching this episode. We'll see you all next week. Take care again. Stay happy and healthy.